G'day Debrief listeners, it's Naughty here. Very fired up for the clash on Friday against the Lions. A bit of a grudge match and of course a chance for Melbourne to really reignite their season with a win and and obviously keep that top four position intact. So can't wait for it. And fortunately, I had the pleasure of interviewing Adam Uze, who was absolutely brilliant. He was very generous with his time. He was very giving, very open. We spoke about Clary and mentally what he's going through, Tommy Sparrow, JJ, track and his move forward as well. Um, and also spoke about the conundrum around what we do with Cozzy to get him going again. Maybe it's some midfield minutes. So there's that and plenty, plenty more. And what was a pretty extensive, comprehensive interview with those who was one of my favorites as a kid growing up. And no doubt for a lot of the debrief faithful listening, um, they would have absolutely loved the ooze. So if you want to have a listen to the full length version, then you will have to be a debrief premium subscriber. It is, of course, one way in which we can continue to keep doing what we love here on the show and putting out all the content week in, week out during the season and even in the off season. And of course, we've got the AFLW pod now. So Sign up to Debrief Premium. You can go to the link in the bio on Instagram. You'll see the links on the social posts uh, for the Adam Uze interview that I've just conducted. Uh, sign up annually or monthly. You'll get a discount on the annual. You'll save 30%. And um, enjoy the rest of the content that we, we put behind the paywall exclusives. Started doing some player ratings. I'll roll them out, out again this weekend as well. Um, and a big thanks to everyone that contributes as well, um, because without it, we honestly, we wouldn't be able to book out the studio. Um, we wouldn't be able to do a hell of a lot of things um, that we actually do with the debrief. So it means so much to me and, and so much to everyone that puts in the hard yards on this show. Um, I will roll the tape though, and I will give you maybe five, six, seven minutes. Who knows? I might even give you 10 minutes of the interview with Adam Uze so you can get a sense of exactly what uh, we were speaking about. Um, and as I said, if you want to listen to the full-length version, you will have to be a paid-up premium subscriber um, and listen through your favourite apps on there. So without further ado, I'll roll this little sneak preview of the chat that I had with Uze, and um, we'll see you in the studio again tomorrow night. Myself, Marker, and I think Nuggets is chiming in over Riverside as he's out this week. So really fired up. Can't wait for the game and uh, can't wait to get back on the airways tomorrow night. Enjoy this little snippet with Adam Muse. We're really comfortable with the way that our, our game sits. Um, last week, um, it was funny that um, when you look at the numbers, it wasn't really a Melbourne game. Um, our efficiency probably won us the game, um, but we got a lot of the things that our boys work on. They seem to implement them. So we were looking at our connection and our efficiency and how can we score um yeah just with more efficiency um and that come to fruition on the weekend uh, we just didn't get the supply that we needed so uh yeah so if we if we get a balance of both we, we feel like we could beat any team so um yeah we're, we're fourth on the ladder and it's probably where we should be let's speak about clary because he's probably one of the biggest talking points not only for Melbourne but for the entire competition just because of how bloody good he is um it must be so frustrating for him um you could see he's cut a pretty devastated figure after he did the run through last week and ping the hammy again still expected to miss another few weeks he's such a competitive warrior what have you been doing to try and help him get through this period more from a mental perspective yeah well that's 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 the hardest thing he's a one is a competitive beast that hates missing games and not only to be fair not only missing games he hates missing training 
Um, he loves to train hard. He knows when he trains hard, he plays well. Um, so one, obviously being there um, for support as his line coach and he's um, obviously a good friend. Um, but two, uh, he did have five days in hospital with an infection and that just threw things out of whack. Like he was so impatient. He's an impatient person. He wants to get out there and train. Um, and it was just the circumstances around his five, the five days he spent in hospital he gets out of hospital and our players are on a four day break. So he wasn't able to get a full session. He got his, he got training load. If you just look at running numbers and um, he had a session by himself and you would have seen him running around on at Gosh's by uh, with our fitness staff. And, but that's just, it's not the same. Like where they, you obviously can try and train them, but um, it's not the same as training um, combat, um, chasing players and, and doing a full session. So yeah, it was just a little bit unlucky that, um, when it was his opportunity to get some training load, our players were away, and then and obviously you saw the result of that. He's um, he's got a complex hammy that he can train at eighty five to ninety percent, um, and then when he went to go uh, full blast, he just had some awareness, so they've just got to back it off a little bit, um, and that's the frustration when you when you can do the majority of it, um, of the training session and then not accelerate to that full full amount. Um, his argument is that he probably could play at 80% or 85% um, speed and still play okay. And I'd probably agree with him. Um, but the, the our fitness staff are terrific. Like we've had guys uh, miss one week with a calf. Um, so yeah, their, their track record, we're, we're constantly having players um, available. You would have seen like even with Christian Salem being able to just walk back into our footy team, uh, into our team um, off no no um, reserve games and just be available straight away. That's that's where our fitness staff are at. They're, they're just amazing at what they do. And um, as I said, Clayton um, is a really competitive beast and impatient. And it's just that he's going through something right now that he hasn't been through before. Um, so we've got to obviously help him with that. So um, he's, he'll set a nice little plan for the next three weeks and make sure that when he comes and when he needs to go at that full speed, um, that it'd be 100% and we, we can have a full... 100% um, and he obviously needs to be at 100% to play, uh, but we need him ready to go so he's not holding back. And um, the blessing with Clayton is last year he was really tired by the end of the year. This year he's had a big block of games um, that he's missed in the middle of the year. So hopefully his final series um, will be the reason why we have a, um, a successful one. So um, there's some hopefully some blue sky with that as well. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, I'm just salivating at the very thought of Clayton Oliver coming back in for September and playing a big role. Um, I know as a coaching group, um, it must be the same for you, but you're right. You've got to take the cautious approach with him. I certainly got it wrong with uh, Christian Salem. Thanks for bringing that up. I think I was saying on the show consistently for two, three weeks before he was available for selection that we should put him through Casey for at least a fortnight. He comes back in and he just simply hasn't put a foot wrong. He's been absolutely incredible. But I just want to talk about Tommy Sparrow and maybe touch on JJ a little bit as well, who's had to wait for his opportunities. But I love Tommy Sparrow. He's 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 built. He's a big kid. Um, he seems like a great fella as well. And I think he's relishing the extra responsibility and you'll be able to tell us. But it just feels like to me that he's he's really at home now. He's taken his game to a whole new level I thought it was one of his best performances for the club last week. And I thought he was really strong against GWS as well. What's he like to work with Tommy? Cause he seems like the consummate professional. He seems like a really down to earth kid. And I'm just really happy for him because there was a lot of hype in preseason from Melbourne supporters 
about his prospects. Maybe started off a little bit slowly, um, to be fair to him. And I think in, in recent weeks, he's really got himself to a high level. So tell us about Spaz. Yeah, well, you're talking about one of my favourites. Um, yeah, I, he, he's a terrific kid. He's a future leader of our footy club. Um, the way he sees the game, the way he can communicate to his teammates um, and the trust that the playing group have got in him um, with the role that he plays. Um, and he always has. He's always been a guy that earlier in the year he would have been playing 65 70% game time, whereas um, now we've got the the luxury of giving him some exposure. Um, be it's actually quite unusual that uh, last week um, we've gone into a game without uh, Christian Petraka and, and Clayton Oliver in a midfield and and actually had a really good result. So um, that just shows the trust that we've got in um, some of our younger mids. Um, so we've got obviously our older older guys with Viney and Brayshaw, but um, for JJ and and for Tommy Sparrow to be able to step up and and give us the the um, belief that we can still put track forward and not and not feel like we need him in the midfield to go and fix some stuff that we need in our front end. Um, that's just credit to those two boys. But um, yeah, his last two weeks, he's starting to get his, his game times higher and would expect that he can obviously have a bit more impact with that opportunity. And he's done so. Um, yeah. And, and I still think the growth in his game is still untapped. So um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really proud of the way that he's playing his last month of footy has been terrific. And, and even seeing on the weekend, he's starting to get a bit more composure and just finishing his work. He was um, really rushed early in his career, but whereas now he's taking some time with the footy and hitting the scoreboard. He's a, he's a very, very good forward. Um, when, when he goes down there, he's a good mark um, and a beautiful kick. So, um, yeah, he's in good form and we need him to be well. Obviously, Clayton's out and, and we're trying some different things with track. Yeah, definitely. We'll talk about track in a second, but just on JJ, we coined the nickname on our Thursday preview show in studio with a few of the larrikins on this podcast. We coin him at the moment unlucky because it seems like he's he's in and out of the side every single time we go through the team changes. And I definitely do feel sorry for JJ. Um, I, Given the fact that he just goes back to Casey and absolutely dominates, I don't think he's the type of character that feels sorry for himself. And I think that was evident in, in his game on the weekend. Uh, his evasiveness in traffic is really underrated for me. I think that's one of his best traits. And again, another bloke that I think had stayed a claim to stay in the side personally what about JJ and how he's tracking at the moment yeah well it's another one where it was really excited um to see the way that he performed um it's funny that you say you feel you you coined the term unlucky we we call it stiff in every he's just stiff every time he doesn't get a game um but to be fair we've got we're a, a footy club that's got a um a lot of mids that are, are quality mids. So right now we're, we're always going to have two or three players that are going to be stiff that can't get a game. Like we've got Luke Dunstan and James Harms that are playing in the twos right now that in the majority, there'd be 10 teams out there that they'll just be first starters every week. So um, JJ fell into that category a little bit this year because we obviously were lucky enough to get Lockie Hunter. So JJ's a very, very good winger. Um, so with the adjustment with Lockie coming in, um, he obviously had to change his role. He knew that he was going to get a little bit more exposure inside. Um, and when that opportunity came, it was great that he took it on the weekend. Each time, as you said, when he goes back to BFL footy, um, he's too good for that level, which we want him to be. Um, 
but his ability to go forward and um, drive his legs out of stoppage on the weekend were exactly what he was working on, and he and it was awesome that it come out on game yeah. day. Uh, we expect him to obviously keep flourishing while Clayton's not in the team, and when he is, when Clayton's available, we've just got to somehow keep a, a position for him and and maintain that form. So um, yeah, both those two boys in Tommy and uh, JJ at times have been stiff, um, but they just constantly just keep working on a game, which is. Credit to him.